So here is a ultimate secret to happiness. Have the right balance of type 1 and type 2 happiness in your life. That's Raj Prasad. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for joining me today as we close out this week's episodes with yet another new feature speaker. And just to think about it, we've had all new feature speakers gracing our virtual stage this week, which was totally unintentional. But I'm glad that we, as I said before, I'm glad that we are able to bring some new and fresh ideas and speakers to the show to share their insights and their perspectives. So today, our newest feature speaker, author, executive coach, and consultant psychiatrist, is here to discuss the topic of happiness, but he explains it in a way that I don't think that we've heard anything quite like on the show because he's doing it in a way that's going way, way back into history and he digs up some social artifacts to unveil the findings of what it really and truly takes to be happy. Here's Dr. Raj. Prasad. Enjoy. Now, in fact, there's actually two kinds of happiness. And I want to talk a little bit about what those two kinds are, because it's a really important step in how to be happy is understanding that the one word covers two very different kinds of happiness. And the very first person to realize this was an ancient Greek philosopher called Aristotle, who was alive around 2,300 years ago. Now, Aristotle is one of the towering figures of Western intellectual thought. There are many things that would make him a a, a man of the millennium. He was the tutor to Alexander the Great, the man who conquered basically all the known world of the time. And one of Aristotle's great achievements, for example, is the discovery or the invention of logic. Now, right next to you is probably your mobile phone. Your mobile phone is basically a small computer. And what computers do is they perform logical operations. And so there is a sense in which this discovery is so momentous 2,300 years ago that all of you right now, when you're carrying your mobile phone around with you, are carrying a bit of Aristotle. So when a man of this importance in terms of intellectual depth and breadth has something to say about happiness, it's time to sit up and pay attention. And Aristotle has an argument that happiness is the ultimate purpose of life. And this is a very important argument I'm going to run through with you. Um, The next time you're at a middle-class dinner party, um, in the middle of the banter, turn to the person sitting on your right or left and say, say, uh, what do you think is the ultimate purpose of life? Feel the temperature drop in the room. I'm going to give you an argument which supplies an answer to that question. Aristotle says happiness 
is the ultimate purpose of life. And here is his argument. Aristotle would hang out in the marketplace in ancient Greece. People would run, run by, walk by hurriedly on their way to work. And Aristotle had this nasty habit of the philosophers of those days of stopping people as they wandered and rushed off to work to, to um, ask them questions like, say, say, um, um, can you tell me what truth is? Can you tell me what justice is? And people would say, yes, I know what truth is. And they would give an answer. And then Aristotle would machine gun their answer by revealing, by questioning them, that actually they didn't really know what truth or justice was. So Aristotle stops a person running through the marketplace, says, say, where, where are you running off to you in such a hurry? And the man says, uh, I'm on the way to make the Senate. Why are you on the way to, to the Senate? I have to give a speech. Why do you have to give a speech? I'm going to pause right there. You can see why these philosophers were really irritating. They had a, a five-year-old approach to, yes, but why? Yes, but why? Yes, but why? In a kind of infinite regress. And that's one of the reasons why Socrates, the teacher of Aristotle, actually gets put to death by the citizens of Athens, because they found him really irritating. Anyway, so um, Aristotle stops you as you're running through the marketplace. Where are you going? I'm going to the Senate. Why are you going to the Senate? Because I need to make a speech. Why do you need to make a speech? Because I have to get votes. Why do you have to get votes? Because I need to be popular. Why do you need to be popular? Because then I'll have power. Why do you have power? Because then I'll make the world a better place. Why do you need to make the world a better place? Because it will make me happy. Aristotle says, when you start that infinite regress, no matter where you begin, why do you want money? Why do you want power? You always end up with because it will make you happy. And here's the really interesting thing. All roads lead to Rome. Wherever you start, you're going to end up with the final ultimate answer because it will make me happy. And here's the other interesting thing. It doesn't seem to make sense to carry on the infinite regress. It doesn't seem to make sense to say, yes, but why do you want to be happy? Okay, so that's a very important point. It seems to end there. It always seems to make sense. Whatever answer else you might give, yes, but why do you want money, seems to make sense. It doesn't seem to make sense to say, yes, but why do you want to be happy? The point stops there. And that's one of the reasons why Aristotle says happiness is the ultimate point of life. He has another very interesting argument, which is less well-known, and it runs something like this. I need to apologize in advance. This is an incredibly sexist anecdote. But I'm going to have to tell it the way Aristotle told it to just capture the idiom of the time. It's incredibly sexist. I'm apologizing again for that. But it's because Aristotle was alive 2,300 years ago. So they weren't at the cutting edge of feminist thinking at the time. So Aristotle has this anecdote. You're at a party. It's a glittering party. It's full of celebrities, famous people, wealthy people. You're with a friend. A friend says, hey, you see that guy over there? That guy is officially the richest man in the world. He's richer than God. In the Sunday Times uh, rich list, he is above all the others. He is extremely wealthy. He is the wealthiest man on the planet. And you may turn to your friend and you say, yes, I, I remember reading something about him. You're right. That man is the richest man on earth. But you know something? I also read a recent newspaper article which said, he's not happy. Implausible, maybe, but we're always reading newspaper articles and magazine articles about very wealthy people who aren't happy. So Aristotle's point is that it seems that unlike any other purpose in life, if you pursue money, for example, it is entirely possible to have a detraction point at which money doesn't serve the ultimate purpose. Money doesn't work. At the same party, here comes the sexist example, uh, you point to a woman, you say, you see that woman over there? She is officially the most beautiful woman on the planet. 
They've done research, they've done surveys, and she is the most beautiful woman on the planet. And your friend may say, yes, I agree with you. I read that research. She is the most beautiful woman on the planet. But you know what? I also read something recently which said, she's not happy. Again, it seems as if beauty is something that's not worth pursuing ultimately, because it's possible there could be a fly in the ointment. Imagine you're at the same party, Aristotle presses the point, and you point to a man. You see, you see that man over there, that man over there, that man. The research indicates he is the happiest man on the planet. They've done surveys, brain scanning research. He is the happiest man on the planet. Would it make sense for your friend to go, yes, but you know what? You're not very rich. It doesn't seem to make any sense. It makes no difference what detracting factors he may have. If he is officially the happiest person on the planet, then it doesn't matter. Therefore, happiness has to be the ultimate purpose of life. If you point to a woman at the glittering party, you see that woman over there, they've done research, they've done brain scanning studies, she is officially the happiest woman on the planet. Would it make sense for your friend to say, yes, but she's not very good looking, is she? It doesn't seem to matter. It seems trite. It seems besides the point. Therefore, happiness is the only answer to the question, what is the ultimate purpose of life? Because there's no detraction point that would take away from that point of happiness. Okay, so Aristotle thinks there are two kinds of happiness. And the really interesting thing is the latest psychological research uh, backs him up and confirms this idea. Now, psychologists being very imaginative people have decided to name these two types of happiness type one happiness and type two happiness. So type one happiness is the kind of happiness you feel when you have a nice glass of wine, have a nice meal, um, hang out with friends. We call this a kind of pleasure, hedonistic element of happiness. Um, and uh, type one happiness is very reliable, uh, but somewhat transient. About three weeks after that great holiday, you're not really as happy as you were during the holiday. And about four weeks later, your happiness levels are back to what they were before you went on holiday. So the problem with type one happiness is it's reliable but transient. The other interesting thing about type one happiness is it's usually biological. It's sensual. It's linked to your biology. You are biologically programmed to enjoy the taste of honey or to find certain things fun. There's an evolutionary prerogative which explains why those things make you happy. If you were to go out into the West End of London this evening, you can buy every kind of type one happiness. It's all available for sale. What's type two happiness? The mistake is to believe that all happiness is just type one. Type two happiness is a more intellectual cognitive feeling or satisfaction you get from the sense of feeling pride in the direction your life is taking. So type two happiness is usually about the overcoming of difficulty. The pride you get for finishing your PhD thesis, getting a great degree, writing a book, doing charitable work. You've been hearing about some great charities and causes uh, today, but going and helping those people um, is a kind of type two happiness. Nursing a sick child through the night. No one enjoys nursing a sick child through the night. There's no type one pleasure in that. But when the child is alive the next morning, there's a certain type two satisfaction uh, to be gained uh, from that. So I want you to notice something else about the difference between type one and type two. Type two happiness means you give something to the world and you get a satisfaction back. Type one happiness, you have, to, you have to pay the world and then the world gives something to you. There's a different transaction. I want you also to notice something else, that type one and type two happiness is pull against each other. The more you're pursuing type one happiness, that nice glass of wine, the less time you've got to finish your PhD thesis. Also, the more you pursue your PhD thesis, the less time you have to stop and smell 
the flowers, the less time you have to enjoy uh, life. So here is a ultimate secret to happiness. Have the right balance of type one and type two happiness in your life. And I want to suggest that now you're going to, and this is going to sound slightly mechanical, as you go through your day, start labeling the happinesses. What am I doing right now? Is this a type one happiness or a type two happiness? And if all your day is full of nothing but type one happiness, then something's going wrong and you're not going to end up being ultimately happy. So the answer to life, the universe, and everything is have the right balance of type one and type two happiness. Big thanks to Dr. Raj Prasad for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, drrajprasad.com. His Instagram is Rajendra Zero. His YouTube is Raj Prasad. And his latest book is entitled Can't Get You Out of My Head. And I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Is Deep and Meaningful Happiness Truly Possible? And you can find the link to everything I just mentioned, along with the link to the entire talk in the show description below. All right, that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a balanced rest of your day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend filled with both type one and type two happiness. And I will see you back here Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.